Welcome to On Uninformed. I'm Sean C.V. Each week, On Uninformed helps you in being connected to the world around you so you don't feel dumb around your smart friends. We're talking about the role of women in engineering. I graduated in mechanical engineering, and there was only a handful of women in my graduating class. So what's going on here? Joining me are some of my engineering co-workers, Amy Jo Moore and Emily Murphy. We all work at Northrop Grumman, which is a defense contractor serving the U.S. Air Force here at Hill Air Force Base, Utah. Now, the role of women in technology and engineering has come up in the news recently, in part because of the so-called Google memo. This is where a Google employee wrote an internal memo arguing that Google's diversity policies and approach to deciding how many women are hired compared to men were making things worse for the company. The Google memo started some intriguing conversations at work as we talked about the role of women in engineering. We're not going to address this memo directly in this podcast episode, We'll let you do that and uh, read it yourself. But rather, I've brought on these two co-workers to give their perspective on the role of women in engineering. Both of these women have been heavily involved with an organization called the Society for Women in Engineering, also known as SWE. Here's the interview. Joining me is Amy Jo Moore, who is the immediate past speaker of the Senate for SWE. Um, Amy Jo, welcome to On Uninformed. Thank you. And also joining me is uh, Emily Murphy, who is a current student, and she was the former SWE collegiate president at Boise State University. Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I have both of you. Um, we're, we all have worked together with Northrop Grumman, and I've only had positive experiences with SWE, and we're going to talk about those. But they're uh, in light of a lot, what a lot of people have said. Uh, for example, um, with the Google memo, it kind of has cast some light on what is the role of women in engineering and tech and things like that, um, which really started this conversation at work. Um, and that's why I wanted to do this podcast. So first of all, SWE is an, is, is an organization focused on women in engineering. Uh, Amy Jo, can you just give us a little background? What is the Soci- Society of Women Engineering? Sure. So the Society of Women Engineers is a nonprofit educational and service organization. It was founded in 1950, and we currently have over 38,000 members. Wow. Uh, and really, we're pushing to you know, help women achieve their full potential in their careers and in the engineering industry, um, and help grow that profession, um, and then also demonstrate the value of diversity. Emily Murphy, uh, tell us about uh, your experience with SWE. You were, last year, if I'm correct, you were the SWE collegiate president at Boise State. Is that right? That's correct. So my experience with SWE has been, um, for quite a few years now, um, I my relationship with SWE actually started the summer before my freshman year of college, um, I received a scholarship from SWE for my first year of college. And that was my first opportunity to, to meet professional members of SWE and get to hear about some of their experiences. And it was a really good taste for me 
um, to see what being a woman in engineering is like, not only uh, look, looking even beyond the collegiate level at um, the professional level, and to hear some of these women's stories about even uh, being at colleges where there weren't women's bathrooms in the uh, College of Engineering building and, and some things like that Wait, to really? see how much... Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, and, and I don't know if both of you have seen uh, Hidden Figures that talks about the women at NASA where she had to run across campus to just uh, use a female bathroom. Um, but you actually were in buildings that didn't have female bathrooms. I had that happen to me at work. Um, I was on a 10-week training thing at um, Vandenberg Air Force Base in California, and there wasn't a female bathroom in the building. This was in 2010. And I had to hang a pink sign on the door when I wanted to use it after knocking and yelling in the room to let them know I was coming in. <laughs> really? Wow. And uh, Emily, tell me some of your experiences of being uh, a female engineer. First of all, I mean, the bathroom thing was kind of surprising. Um, I didn't know we, we still had bathroom imbalances. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I would say some of the the experiences I've had. Um, one of the, the stories I like to tell is one that I'll never forget. And it was going into my very first uh, engineering class ever in college. Um, and I only had a few minutes to get to that engineering class between my other classes. And it was one of those lecture halls where um, you open the doors and you see a sea of people in front of you and they're all facing the doors and the podium up oh, in I front. Hate those. <laughs> <laughs> you can never show up late. <laughs> but um, I remember running right about on time to get to my class. And I opened the doors to this lecture hall filled with about 100 to 150 students. And all I see in front of me is just a sea of men. And I <laughs> had always... <laughs> yeah, I had always known. I mean, you hear about it all the time that there's not very many women in engineering. And that was something that I had an idea about. But I think being there and experiencing it was a completely different experience than I even tried to mentally prepare for. So there was definitely a moment of kind of shock and awe. <laughs> and I just remember feeling this sea of eyes looking at me. And of course, it's everybody's freshman year too. So you have elements of everybody's scared and doesn't know what to do. But uh, <laughs> Uh, it was a kind of very intimidating moment for me, definitely. G give me an idea, because um, I, I know what this is like, because I went through engineering school, and I could tell you how many women were in my class. How many, give me an idea in the class of, in, in that class or in, in your classes, how many women were actually in your graduating class or in a typical classroom? Um, at, in that first engineering class, I want to say there was somewhere around... 120 students probably or so in that room yeah and i want to say there was probably 12 to 15 women and that sounds about um, right that, that's more than than i thought actually <laughs> so, yeah. yeah and in my senior classes i'd say i have lectures of somewhere around 40 people um in some of the larger classes and i would say there's about maybe seven or eight women mm -hmm now yeah. with me in those classes yeah and that sounds just about right 
so so let's talk about the current situation and i've got a question for you amy joe um kind of give me an idea and we were kind of talking about this already but what is the current state of women in the engineering field at least of what you observe and we'll go in a little bit later what sui does about it but what tell me about the current situation how are we doing so I feel like we can do a lot better. Um, yeah, well, well what's I, the problem? Let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I was in school, much like Emily, there was about 15 to 20% um, in my mechanical engineering courses or were female engineers. Yeah. Um, I look around at work and Emily and I are the only two mechanical engineers in our um, department of about 100 people. So, oh, that's right. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's obviously still an issue. Um, I think that it depends on the demographic of where you are. Uh, you know, demographics around you, it depends on, um, I, like, I, I think Utah has a much lower percentage of women in the workforce, period. Yeah. Um, and so if you go outside of Utah, I think you'd see a, a larger increase. Um, but I definitely think we need to continue to encourage women um, to stay in engineering to, you know, bring their diverse thought to the workforce. And speaking of diverse thought, what, uh, what do you think that women bring that's unique to engineering? So I think women, like I said, they bring diverse thought. We have um, a different idea of how things work and how things go together. And um, that makes us work well in teams. We can bring multiple ideas and, um, you know, kind of argue other ideas just because of things we've seen, things we do, how we're raised. Um, you know, everybody grows up doing things a little differently. Um, and I, I think women just have different experiences that bring different ideas. Okay. Tell me specifically what, what you guys have been doing with SWE. I mean, um, Amy Joe, you were the immediate past speaker of the Senate. That sounds quite intimidating. What, what did you do there? So I've been involved with SWE for about um, 11 years now. I started out in a collegiate section similar to Emily, and I got really interested in this whole idea of where the industry was going. Um, yeah. I was very active in the section building that up, and then I was like, you know, what are we going to do in the bigger for the bigger picture? So yeah. I joined... Um, or I, I was elected to the, a Swiss senator position. Um, and the Senate is the governing strategic body of the society. So anything that involves a strategic change, the strategic goals, you know, any kind of change in the direction that the society is going, um, it goes through the Senate and gets deliberated and voiced down to the members and their opinions and we bring that back and we, um, you know, we discuss all those things and essentially vote on what we think is the best way for the society to move forward. Um, so my last role as Speaker of the Senate, I was in charge of 33 senators uh, across the U.S. and out, and two international senators um, you know, tasked with managing that strategic plan. So, and how many, just give me an idea of your experience on, on the Senate with SWE, like how many people were you really over? Like, were you, this was international, this was national? Give me an idea. So as Speaker of the Senate, um, I led a group of 33 senators, two professional 
and one collegiate from each of the 10 domestic regions yeah. and um, two international senators. Um, this year, the international senators happen to be from Japan and India. And so, and their job is to represent the members from each of their regions or the international members at large. Wow. Um, so, yeah, SWE is not just an American thing, it is international, which is another surprise for, that I just learned recently. Okay, Emily, um, give, me your, uh, give me your experience with SWE. You're, you're currently a student. Um, you're about to, um, I understand you're about to um, finish your bachelor's in mechanical engineering and then go on to your master's. So you'll be uh, hanging out, around in the student thing for another couple of years. Uh, but tell me your experience with SWE. So my experience with SWE, my junior year, um, I got my first leadership leadership position as secretary. And then my senior year, this last year, I was president of my SWE section. And then this year, I'm uh, still really involved in a lot of the event uh, coordination. Um, but one of the things that um, I've loved being uh, a member of SWE these last few years um, you, you get to have a lot of impact. So one thing that my yeah. SWE section does is we participate in, um, camps like, uh, eCamp, which is a Boise state program, um, for women in engineering where they sponsor, uh, women throughout or high school girls in their junior year, um, throughout Idaho, bring them to Boise state. They stay in the dorms and they get to experience all the different kinds of engineering, um, we also uh, help out with STEM Day every year. Um, and one thing that I was able to do this last year as president, um, I started a design project in our section for the very first time called Go Baby Go. And that design project, we partnered with uh, St. Luke's Hospital mm -hmm. and we um, modified power wheels for children with disabilities and we ended up building 22 cars in all for children anywhere from two to four years old um, for these power wheels. And those those act as um, basically wheelchairs for kids who are ne never able to move on their own before these wheelchairs. Oh, really? And and I was always jealous of the kids that had power wheels growing up. So yeah. that's kind of fun. Um, wait, so you actually modified these. Like This is like when somebody soups up a truck, you guys souped up... Uh, Power wheel? <laughs> right. How they worked was uh, they had a, a button that we rewired. We, we rewired the car um, to a big red button. So they these kids would work with their physical therapists um, on how to use this button and the car. And they were able to press the button to go and then let off uh, to stop. So what I feel is so uh, incredible about it is the fact that before being able to use this wheelchair, these kids have been carried or held their entire lives and have, because of different disabilities, been unable to move on their own. Right. So this is the first time they're able to move through space on their own, which helps them uh, grow uh, mentally and physically and emotionally. And it's wow. a really unique opportunity for them. Wow, that's exciting. Um... That's what I like about SWE. From what I've seen, they actually do stuff. And I think that's what we need to make clear is uh, there's a lot of clubs that's just like, oh, you're you're in the inner circle and you're really cool and you slap this on your resume. Um, but, yeah, I want to hear more stories about what you do. How about uh, Amy Jo? Give me some stuff you've 
been able to do with uh, SWE? So SWE has helped given me the opportunity to travel all across the country um, where I've been able to really expand my network and understand the engineering environment, which was really important to me. Um, And I've also been able to um, do outreach with lots of K through 12 girls and help encourage them into this industry. Um, I've been able to help women understand the environment of engineering. And I've also been able to go to Washington, D.C. and speak with our um, representatives and senators about why women are important in this industry and why they need to help um, fund education programs and support STEM initiatives. Um, so you guys are actually like lobbying for, for uh, certain policies. Is that, am I right? Or is it mostly just informing? Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, we, we do spend a day on the Hill. Um, but we do spend a lot of that day just informing them and, you know, they, they know what they voted on. They know, um, what bills are in front of them, but we give them our lay of the land how we see it and how, you know, the way they vote or the way that they influence their state can help um, promote STEM and women in engineering. Now, uh, speaking of the the political realm, we we hear about this in politics all the time. Um, You hear people talking about how um, women get 70 cents to the dollar when compared to men um, as far as wages in, in in engineering, how does SWE address things like the pay gap? So the pay gap is something that's definitely there in my mind. I see it. Yeah. But what SWE does is it provides an opportunity for women to take charge of their career and help themselves um, so that they can reduce that gap. So we provide webinars that can help women negotiate salaries and, um, we provide um, different types of tools and act- activities, I guess, that women can do to help advocate for themselves. We provide leadership opportunities to help grow those softer skills that you don't really learn in school yeah. um, so that they can bring more to the table and, and help themselves reduce that gap. And uh, when you were mentioning some of those things of uh, improving the skills of engineers, the great thing I discovered in my undergrad is SWE offers things uh, to male and female, as I got to benefit from uh, many of those uh, activities. Um, I We had uh, an evening with industry, and the night before, SWE did a training on, uh, on etiquette dinners, <laughs> on like how to... <laughs> how like to eat your roll and things like that. Um, and from there to things like preparing your resume. Um, yeah, professional development is, is a huge part of SWE. So Emily, can you tell me a little bit about uh, your experience? Because SWE, from what I understand, is kind of what got you the job at Northrop Grumman. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Every year, SWE has a national conference Uh, This last year, it was in Philadelphia, and this coming year, it's in Austin, Texas. And my collegiate section, we send women every year to conference. So the hotel, the flight, um, all of that stuff, our our collegiate section pays for. So this last year, (laughs) 
we we trained together, we prepared together, and four members uh, from Boise State uh, went to conference. And what I love telling people about this conference is that it's the largest conference in the world for women in engineering. Really? Last year, there was over 11,000 members who attended the conference. But the part that I appreciated was the fact that there were over 300 companies that attended in a giant career fair. Oh, bonus. So, yeah. Exactly. So I feel like what Sweet has an incredible job of doing is putting all these opportunities right in front of you. Yeah. So it was at that conference that I was able to talk with Northrop Grumman and it I did an interview right on the spot and by the time I was leaving conference after two days of being at conference, I um, signed a contract for an internship with Northrop Grumman. So it was all thanks to Sweet Conference that I had the opportunity to work with Northrop Grumman this summer. So we're all uh, employees at Northrop Grumman and I've noticed that Northrop um, really likes Sweet. They've been heavily involved with it. What has uh, Northrop's involvement been with uh, Sweet, um, Amy Jo? Northrop Grumman truly believes in the mission of um, a lot of diversity organizations in our, and is a large supporter for each of them. Yeah. Um, but SWE is really at one of those at the top of the list. Um, we were talking, we've been talking about annual conference and Northrop Grumman is one of the largest sponsors of this conference. Wow. We bring in one of the largest booths and we make sure that our career fair booth is the first one inside the door as you walk through. Um, it's one of the largest ones there. We also sponsor um, what we call Women Defining the Future Lunch, and it supports over a thousand collegiate um, students to come in and have lunch with us and yeah. get to know the company a little bit better through a panel discussion and then an employee that sits with them at their table. Um, Wes Bush, our CEO and president, has also attended the conference and brought his entire entourage. There's always executive oh, presence. Wow. They really um, try to support not only the recruiting efforts, but their employees to attend and give them an opportunity to speak. And this year's keynote speaker is a Northrop Grumman employee, and we've had right. Northrop Grumman employees that are past presidents of the society. Well, and from your perspective, what do you think other companies need to know um, as far as involving uh involving women or or being involved with SWE. Uh, what do you think about that? I think that they should um, avoid coming to our conference because that's where we get the best talent and I don't want them to steal them. <laughs> you don't want them to steal Okay. A direct, that's I a wouldn't have Emily. <laughs> no. Um, no, I, I would encourage um, all companies to continue to come. Like Emily said, our career fair is over 300 companies um, and and um, graduate schools that come to advertise and recruit and you know really find the top talent in this country and and, and the world actually we have a lot of international um, participation and I just would encourage them to you know jump on board and and use this opportunity to find that talent and let these professionals and collegiates showcase themselves during the conference in different speaking opportunities and during the career fair. Wow. And that, so, uh, and, and either one of you can chime in here, but what needs to be done to continue to improve things for women uh, as far as in the tech industry or for engineering, um, whether it's 
you know, I, I know what SWE does, but what, what, do, what do people need to know? What, yeah, what, what are we missing? What do we need to know? So in my mind, um, one of the things that helped me the most when it comes to getting involved with engineering was being able to see firsthand that it was possible because I feel like the stereotype can really be, oh, it's just mainly men. Oh, this is, you know, really hard math stuff. Oh, this is like really complicated. It might be over your head, kind of some stuff like that. So by being, uh, being able to get involved with SWE, um, I, it, it gave me a direct look into making it possible. I also was able to get involved with some um, engineering camps in, in high school when I was considering uh, whether or not I wanted to be an engineering major. Yeah. And just getting to interact with girls who were taking their college classes in engineering and, and that kind of stuff, I didn't even necessarily ask them, how hard are your classes and stuff <laughs> like that. Just just being able to ask them questions about what's it like living on campus and yeah. and seeing women thriving in engineering really encouraged me um, that it was something I could do too. So I think uh, what uh, can really help women in the future is to let them know it's possible. There's there's all kinds of organizations out there like First Robotics and, and stuff like that that are getting women involved in engineering early and, and showing them that there's no reason why a woman a woman can't can't do it too. That's cool. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like it is so important that we get out to the younger generations and explain to them that engineering is all around us. I, I like to um, ask students when I go to different outreach events, you know, tell me something or can you name something that an engineer hasn't touched? And they have a really hard time where they think they can come up with something and we can always combat it and knock it down um with you know no an engineer can do that or you you know an engineer builds that couch you're sitting on you know it's Um, we're we're cool we've done (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah there's there's so many opportunities and so many places you can go um and so i don't really think the issue is with our generation now yes there's definitely a difference but it's encouraging the younger generations um and explaining to them that this is for everyone and that we need everyone to really help move us forward. Um, Emily Murphy and Amy Jo Moore, thanks for joining us. This has been really insightful, and I really appreciate the contribution of, of SWE. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, subscribe to our podcast channel. Our theme music is provided by DD Dumbo. I'm Sean Seavey, and you've been listening to Un- Uninformed. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.